This is the day that the Most High Yah has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it, regardless of what circumstances you may be going through. And you could be facing some really tough times. Still find a way, command your soul to praise the Most High Yah. Not only is it going to eventually make your spirit feel better, your mind feel better, but it'll also bring uh, somewhat of a blanket of shalom just to the atmosphere when you literally lift your voice and start praising the Most High Yah. Even if you can't sing a lick, he don't care. Just lift your voice and thank the Most High Yah for giving you another day of life. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. And uh, speaking of give thanks, uh, the song Give Thanks, it's a summer song that I wrote. And um, it is available now. People were asking if it was going to be on Spotify, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. And I just saw it on iTunes yesterday. So I am assuming that it's on all digital platforms. So you can enjoy it there. Of course, you can also Uh, Go to my website, thisisqueen.com, and click on the royalty store. Uh, Many of you all have been supporting that song. I have it on my site for donation, uh, any any donation amount. So I appreciate you guys who have been doing uh, donations and bumping my music and all the feedback that I get. That's one advantage uh, from getting my music from my website personally. I don't know if you knew this or not, but when you do, you can actually enter a little note. So I actually know who you are. And if you want to say something to me or whatever, you can do that there versus uh, iTunes or something like that. But by all means, listen, download, stream wherever you want. I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that that was actually available. Uh, Working on a radio interview uh, with Woni Radio, uh, they reached out to me and want to do a interview. So I'm all for that great brother over there. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. But hey, raise your hands, raise your voice. Let's give the Most High Yah his glory, his esteem, his praise, because he is really worthy. He gave us another day that we can, you know, wake up and uh, get after it, uh, see what things that he has purposed us to do and try to accomplish some things for his uh, glory and um Man, it's just another day, right? Not everybody gets to wake up. And not only that, we waking up in our right mind. So hallelujah. That's enough to praise them right there. If you have food in the fridge and you have clothes on your back, remember how the old, old church moms used to set to praise them for those things. Now you understand when you look around the world and people are really struggling financially. It's like the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And so... Just thank them for the things that you have. Thank them for that car you drive on. Thank them for your kids, your family. Thank them for your spouse. Thank them for your marriage, that you're still together. You still love one another. Thank, thank them for the family members that, that do love you, that do support you. There's always going to be more for you than against you. And you say, well, I don't feel that way. Well, the more is Yah. That's the more. And of course, there's other people that, that are involved, but the big more is Yah. And if Yah before you, no one can be against you. Even if it looks that way, it don't matter because ain't nobody bigger than Yah. Yah is the supreme being. He's the almighty. Hallelujah. Let's give him the esteem because he's so 
amazing. That's my OG. And I ain't ever seen him. Nope, nope, unseen. But I feel him every day as he protects me. And so I'm just excited, as you can tell. It's 6.12 a.m. and I'm up and at it. I uh, wasn't feeling very good yesterday when I got up. I don't know what's, what was going on, if it was something I ate or what, but um, I felt so much better today. Just thank them. So I just wanted to get you guys excited about praising the Most High Yah, giving thanks, giving thanks, giving thanks. And uh, if you are happy and grateful and thankful and all those positive emotions, do you know how that is going to affect and impact your day and your mood and your emotions today. If you make a conscious decision to say, I'm going to give thanks and I'm going to praise regardless, no matter what comes my way. Do you know, like in the atmosphere, by you just speaking these things out and setting your mind on things above and not on things of the earth, how much more in control you're going to be, how much more the Ruach is going to be able to flow through you, how much more power you're going to have to deal with these knuckleheads out here in this world. I'm trying to tell you, and while you at it, put your armor on because you already know. And I've helped y'all put the armor on by now. Y'all should know that Ephesians 6, so I'm not going to go through all the pieces. But uh, that's how we open it up this podcast is with a praise. We're going to give thanks to the Most High Abba Yah. Here's one of my California stories. Many of you know that I spent about 10 years in California, first Oakland, California, and then Long Beach, California. So uh, loved it when I was there. I was taught a lot of lessons, um, good and bad, but all for for learning purposes and really made me a a wiser person when it comes to just music and how to move and operate and things of that nature. Um, But uh, I want to share just one of my Cali stories. I (laughs) I have Portland stories. I have Oakland stories, Long Beach stories, Cincinnati stories, and now I have Atlanta, Georgia stories. So stick around for, uh, you know, more episodes because I'm going to squeeze these in because there's so much um, that you can learn from. And uh, some of them are pretty entertaining too. Uh, But it also gives you a chance to kind of get to know me kind of behind the music and just a little bit more about my life. And like I said, you can always take pieces out of these episodes and Uh, learn from them because there's a lot of great uh, value I believe when we are authentic about our life Uh, because a lot of folk they have a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom and a lot of jewels but it has to be hidden to a degree because they don't want you to know every single thing because there could be some mistakes that they made or they might be ashamed of some portions of the story. So they just say, well, I'm not going to say the, say any of it. I'll just kind of give them what I think they you know, should hear or would like. Um, and that's fine. But I'm more of the person that I'm not going to tell you all my business because I know how our people can be, right? I love, I love my people, but man, 
But I will tell you things that I think will help you so that you may not make the same mistakes or maybe you can see, oh man, I need to look out for this and for that. So y'all get my point. But um, I'll start in Oakland. This is one of my Oakland stories. And it's really not necessarily a story. It's just uh, the mindset that I had to end up adopting in order to survive. And this is where I get my hustle gene from. It um, really stems from moving to Oakland. And I was in my early 20s when I moved. I wanted to just get as close to the rap scene as I could. And I just picked Oakland. I didn't really have necessarily a reason. Um, A friend of mine, uh, father was there. And so that's how we ended up getting there. And um, I ended up, you know, getting a job and uh, getting an apartment of my own and, you know, getting on my feet. And uh, for, for the first year, but I live kind of in the hood. I don't know if y'all know where Foothill Boulevard is, but I was right there. You know, Dame Dash is from, uh, or not, I said Dame Dash, not Dame Dash. <laughs> Damien Lillard is originally from Oakland. I think uh, I don't follow the NBA as much as I used to just because it's, it's just crazy. But I think Dame just dropped 55 points last night. Shout out to Portland. Even though I just don't understand why he took all that money, got rid of some good folk. And I just really wish they could just build a team and get a championship. But that's another story for Portland, Oregon. Anywho, <clears throat> excuse me. So I got on my feet, got a job, uh, got my apartment foothill boulevard and i learned very quickly that if i'm gonna make it here the job was pretty good anywhere that i've ever landed like in a company at least back in those days i haven't worked um, for anyone in you know several years um as i just do music uh that's what i do entrepreneurship ministry and music that's that's it hallelujah praise all praises to the most high god just helping folks serving folks Um, but what you notice quickly is even if you have a good job, like I did, and I would move up in any job that I had, uh, they'd always ask me, do you want to be a lead or do you want to be a supervisor? Do you want to help me be this or that? And I'd be like, yeah, that's okay. Because I just wanted to stay put. I didn't want additional responsibility because what that meant is when I left that job, I wouldn't be able to be as free to do music afterwards. They could say, well, you know, all supervisors are going to have to do a meeting today or, you know, you're going to have to come in on Saturday and or we're going to need you to stay a little. It's like, no, I don't want that that pool just for a couple of more dollars. I'd rather have time because time is money and you can't get time back. You can always make more money. So everywhere that I've been, even if I've gotten that opportunity, I've always been like, I'm good. As long as I had enough, I was always able to make more money on the outside and have more time to invest in my gift. But Oakland, I learned very quickly that even with a good job, you you got to do a couple of more things to survive. Not survive in the sense of I don't have food, I can't pay my rent. But just in the, in the, everything is, at least at that time, is, is kind of, it's flashy. It's, it's like it is here in Atlanta. Like, it's a lot of flashy. Like, you see dudes pull up to, in vegan, you going to get a, a bite to eat, and you got dudes that got the, the, the doors up, like vertical. 
and I'm not going to say what those doors are because I don't like using that word just out of respect for what happened to my brother. But they have the doors up on the sides. And I mean, it's 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 crazy. Y'all know how many celebrities out here. So you see a lot of that flash. And um, in Oakland, it was like more of like you want to look nice. You want to have that's when I had a lot of jewelry. I had <laughs> you guys. I had all this jewelry. I mean, chains and jewelry and rings. I mean, I was like heavy into, uh, I wasn't a gold girl. I was a silver girl. And I would have all these, like just the jewels on my, um, just everything. And I was always just like matching from head to toe. Every every on the outside, it was very important, but I was also developing a hustler gene. And I remember when my brother, uh, rest his soul, Jokova came out to see me and I was passing out flyers, or I had flyers, and I remember he looked at my flyers, because at the time, and I've told this story before, you guys, but I had black and white flyers, like just regular Kinko copy type thing, way back in the day, that's what I had, and he told me that presentation is everything, and I've told this story before, but he's the one who literally raised my mentality on presentation, and how things appear, he, he I'll never forget what he said, he said, in so many words, you got to do better. He was like, you out here in Oakland, you got to do better. If you want to set yourself apart, you want people to take you serious. You got to come up on your presentation, how things look matter. And even though I had it going on on the outside in terms of, uh, you know, my personal uh, attire and things of that nature, but my marketing is what he was speaking to. And so he was like, basically, if somebody, if you hand somebody your CD and it looks good, but it sounds like, and he says something else, he said, they'll at least buy it because it looks good. He was like, so even if your CD is hot on the inside, could be the best ever, but if it looks like, you know what, on the outside, ain't nobody going to buy it. And it just stuck with me, stuck with me, stuck with me. So from that day forward, I made a conscious effort to always have to the best of my ability, not perfection, but to the best of my ability to always have the appearance of things look correct the marketing be on point the promotion be glossy colorful and just popping so he's the one who raised my awareness of that so out there after I got all that situated it was like a a, you have to grind out there that's what everybody was doing at least at that time when I was there it was outside of malls I don't know if y'all know this or not I was they they really don't do this no more this is old school but if you wanted to make a couple of hundred dollars in one day, you could go outside the malls and talk to people about your CD. Hey, ma'am, are you, you know, are you, you know, what kind of music you listen to? Blah, 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 I'm an artist and you just run your spill down and uh, yeah, I'm selling my CDs for $10. Yes, I was that girl. I did that. And back in the day, it was OK. Now you do this like, um, honey, it's 2021. Just run some, you know, ads to your music or something like that or or you know what I'm saying build a YouTube channel like there's other digital ways you don't have to stand in front of malls anymore I don't think they let you do that anyway but shoot you know what I'm saying 20 what 15 20 years ago that was all that that's what you could do and then we'd go out I would always have a guy with me right have a, one of my buddies with me so it wouldn't just be me but uh you know we stand in front of the gas stations you know cats pull up they're bumping it's like, oh, shoot, they bump it. We'll put this in. 
You know what I'm saying? And you let them put it in. You want to support that? It's only other Here you go, sister. You know, keep grinding. It was just like everybody was hustling. Everybody was grinding. And I figured, hey, instead of selling something illegal, you know, sell something that got some something to it, that got a little bump to it. And at that time, I wasn't doing ya music. I wasn't doing spiritual music. I was just doing the music that was in my heart. But it's funny because even my old material on my records, as I was developing and trying to find myself, I still had songs like Better Days. I still had songs like, uh, what was that one? Um, uh, I don't think it was called Did You Know? It was called um, uh, Power to the People. Like uh, just random songs that that were were from my heart. And um, yeah, man, it just takes me back. So anyway, you know, outside of malls, outside of gas stations and just wherever. Also shows, you know, you did as many shows as you possibly could because you just wanted to get in front of people and share your message. It wasn't about being scared. Uh, no matter where I lived, I was never scared because I, when I grew up in Portland, and I ain't going to jump from state to state, but I do want to make a point. When I grew up in Portland, like I was also in in, a, in the neighborhoods where uh, you know, my brothers were in, in gangs and things of that nature. So I was never scared, uh, of going around to the corner store where the, the bums were and the, you know, the liquor store and the, the gangsters and all that. I was never scared because I was just, I just grew up around it. People knew who we were. They knew my family. And it was just like, that's such and such a little sister, you know? So same thing in Oakland. I just wasn't scared to be in those environments because I just, knew the streets and if you act brand new right people are gonna sniff that on you and be like oh man you know they ain't from here let's mess with them but if they kind of know that you you know you know what's going on and you kind of from from this neck of the wood if you will uh then they they don't trip so anyway I share that with you just in case you didn't know that's kind of where my hustle gene uh started um really like amped up because because like you know in Portland and I'll share some of those stories I used to hit the poles remember the, the the wood poles and you would get the staple gun and put your posters up and let people know hey I got a show I got a show come through come through come through or my CD just released yeah I used to hit them poles I used to have a whole team of folk with me you know four or five cats with me just hitting them poles we used to do that in Portland uh, when I first came out there. So I've been doing this for a long time. Music, <laughs> music, y'all. I mean, my real name is Octavia, okay? It comes from octave. So music is is in my blood. It's in my veins. It's what I do. It's what I've always done. And it's what I'll continue to do. All praises to the Most High. I just shift. I shifted because he chose me and called me out of darkness into his I'm talking about y'all now into his marvelous light so that I can use my gift for a greater purpose, for a, a better purpose to inspire now and uh, and, and has more uh, a strategic hit and an impact for his glory. And I praise him for being patient with me to get me to where I am now in terms of content, because now it's very focused. I know exactly who I am right? I'm not, you know, going through different aliases and things of that nature. I know I'm a queen, right? I know I'm being used for his glory and his purpose. And I know all the songs now are being downloaded from him. And he gives me the words to write and he gives me the melodies. And when I'm able to stand before him, 
or bow before him rather, I know that I can say I poured it all out for you, Yah, and he's still not done with me yet. So I just say hallelujah, but I wanted to give you a little backstory of kind of where my grind really got elevated, uh, where we really see it start to go up is when I moved from Portland to Oakland because I wanted a bigger area to be around just the scene of rappers. I mean, Rapid Forte, uh, E-40, you know, his sister Sugar T, you had Asia Man and Three Times Crazy, you had, uh, you know, DJ Quick, um, who else was out there? Uh, there's so many to name. I can't even remember right now. But just a gang of cats um, from the, the uh, you know, the, the Bay Area. And so it was just a good experience for me. Um, like I said, I spent about, how long was I there? Probably about a good four years. And then I said, okay, it's time to go ahead and, and, and you know, pack my bags. I kind of did all that I could do in terms of the lesson that I needed to learn. And then, um, then I ended up going to Long Beach, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's interesting how different places kind of develop different things in you, and you could ask yourself like, where am I at right now, and what is this state, what is this environment contributing to me as it pertains to my growth. That's the question you have to ask, because some folks are in places, because I was there. I mean, when I was in Portland, I had to grow out of that, because I said, man, it's got to be something a little bit more than this. Like, I've done everything that I could do. I've done every show. I've played everywhere. And I feel like I'm just kind of in a fishbowl here. I got to get it. I got to go out. And and so you want to ask yourself, you know, am I in a place that is growing me in some form or fashion. And see, let me tell you this, you guys, we're not just talking about growth that is positive because sometimes being squeezed in an environment also will help you shift a mindset and help you do something different, help you do something better, help you make a move that is long overdue. Sometimes you have to be squeezed. So it's not just, I'm in an environment and everything is going well and it's teaching me and it's growing me. That's not always the case because I also have stories when I was in Oakland where things wasn't going all that great. And uh, it helped me become a better person by going through some trials and fire. Um, I'll quickly mention, I remember when I used to smoke cigarettes, I quit when I was in Oakland. So see how that environment, going through some different things actually helped me realize that I gotta leave these cigarettes alone. But it was in Oakland, that's why I say, I don't don't look at any of my experiences and go, man, I wish I coulda, woulda, should, and I don't do none of that. Because every place I moved has taught me a valuable lesson, no matter what hell I went through. I I remember not even being able to really breathe correctly on stage. And that was what I said, nah, man, the nah, nah, I got to give these cigarettes up. And it was like I went from cigarettes to, you know how you go down, I don't know if you're an ex-smoker or what, Um, hopefully not. It's It's just a horrible habit and it's hard to stop. But you can do it, because I did it. But I went from, like, you know, a pack of cigarettes a day, you know, Newports or whatever, right? And then I would I would do, like, okay, I'm only going to do four cigarettes for the whole day. 
and start smoking in the morning, you know what I'm saying, smoking in the afternoon, maybe two at night. You dig what I'm saying? Then I got down to like two cigarettes a day. But what I would do is I would smoke half of one. So it was literally like four times I could smoke during the day. Anyways, kids, if you listen to this podcast, I do not condone smoking. Do not smoke anything, period. But um, I'm just making a point so you guys can understand that by me not being able to really breathe on stage, rapping and singing and stuff like that, um... I made a conscious decision to say, no, I got to cut this down. So I cut down, cut down, and I got down to just a couple cigarettes a day. And then I just said, okay, now I'm going to, they said, replace, I was doing all this research and they said, replace it with something in your mouth. Cause really that's what you're just reaching for. It's something to put in your mouth. It's a habit. So I got carrot sticks. Some people get like the little, uh, uh, peppermint sticks. Uh, some people just have those uh, toothpicks that um, have like flavor on them just to have something in their mouth. But I just did carrot sticks. You know, it's healthy. Something in my mouth I can just kind of crunch on when I felt like I wanted to uh, smoke a cigarette. So anyway, long story short, I, I stopped and I never looked back since then. Hallelujah. Praise the most high. But um, had I not been in that kind of tough environment, going back to that, I would have never even really thought about that you know, quitting. So this is what I'm saying. Like when you get squeezed or you're in a different environment, that's kind of squeezing you. It might not be as comfortable. Don't just look to run, look to see what the message, like what, what do I have to get stronger in, in order to handle this? Now I'm not saying handle like anything crazy or abusive or something like that. You guys, I'm just talking about a little pressure is not always bad. If it's, if it's going to make you into a better, stronger person, you know, mentally, emotionally, you dig what I'm saying? So, um, you, you know, ask yourself, what kind of environment am I in right now in terms of like the, where you live and is this city, is this state, am I growing here? Be honest with yourself. Am I growing here? Cause that's what I had to do when I was in Portland. All my family's there pretty much there, California and Denver. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I think I'm, I, I think I've seen everything that I need to see here. Love my family and all that, but I, I got to get out of here. I'm not really growing the way that I want to grow and the way I desire to grow and the way that my dreams and my passion inside, I got to go. And so I did. And it, you know, it's crazy. Like even to this day, I have family members like when you coming back home, they don't under, they really don't understand that there are different places that you get planted in and they grow you and there are certain places that you get planted in and you only go so far and that's not very that's not a very happy life if you are called to bloom and to grow much more than what that environment is going to to allow you to you see what I'm saying so you have to kind of make some tough decisions and some risky decisions I had to take a lot of risks and a lot of chances to move from one place to another not really knowing too many people just like you know we'll get here we'll get here because I got still got some stories in Long Beach still got some stories in uh Portland and I've definitely uh been here for three years got some stories out here in the ATL yes I do I sure, I sure do. So y'all just stick around every now and again, you know, I'll, I'll throw out some stories and just share some stuff with you. But I hope you get get this and just kind of ask yourself if I'm if I'm in an environment that is growing me wonderful and you can really look and you say, you know what? No, this environment is growing me even through through some hard times. I'm still learning good, valuable lessons and it's adding to me. It's adding to my character. 
Um, but if you say, if you look around and you say, you know what, this isn't really growing me anymore. Like this is not fun. This is not really producing anything that is of value anymore. You may want to consider putting in prayer. Okay, y'all, would you have me move somewhere? And if so, where? A lot of people want to move, but they feel stuck. And I always, I, I have this in my book. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I wrote a book uh, several years back. It's called See the Future with your head up and your shoulders back. Um, but anyway, uh, I talk about this in, in the book. I don't want to go too far into that, but basically you're never stuck. And I also talk about that in, in my course, recent course, which you can go to thisisqueen.com, click on courses. I talk about that, about moving your mountains and speaking to your mountains because you're never stuck. That's just in your brain. The circumstances may make you feel like you're stuck, but you are never stuck because you can do all things through Yahusha who strengthens you by the power of Yah. Look, faith makes all things possible. Faith in what? Faith in the most high Yahuwah. He can do anything. It ain't about what we can do. We looking at our budget like, hmm, how am I going to make that happen? We looking at our circumstances like, oh, I don't know how that's going to work. No, well, we ain't looking at what you got. We looking at what y'all can do. And so the, the, the here's the thing, though. Is it his will for you to move? That's the, that's, the, that's the question. And that's what you do in your quiet time. That's what you start asking the most high. It's like a, a mother or not a mother, but it's like a woman. Have you ever seen like I've had friends who like, I just want a baby, I 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 want a baby. Like they want a baby. Okay, well you gotta start praying and you gotta ask the most high, is it your will for me to have a baby? And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, years go by and they have this baby and it's just the best thing that could have ever happened to their life. I have two two friends right now who were like that. They got married and they just really wanted to have a child, but it just took forever. But they kept praying, they kept asking, they kept seeking. And eventually they got children. And it's the same thing, you know, about, uh, I was going to say about a girl who wants, um, I want to get married. 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 She's talking about marriage. Okay. Have you put it in prayer? Well, I'm lonely and I want somebody to hold me and this and that. Okay. Well, have you talked to the most high Yah about it? Have you asked them, you know, father, is this your will for me to have somebody? If it is, please start preparing me from the inside out as you're preparing him. Pray about it every day. See, that's what I'm saying. If it's something serious, you're going to seek them about it. So just like the environment, if you want to get up out of somewhere, right, we've all been there. Are we praying about it? And then when we get that kind of that feeling in our stomach that tells you that Yah's with you on this. And yes, it's time for you to make a move. Then you got to start putting things together. And we can get into that a whole nother discussion because I can tell you how to prepare for a move, honey, because I've moved several times out of state. I can tell you the things that you're going to really need and it doesn't take a whole lot of money. That's what I want to tell you. You got to have some money saved, but it don't take a whole lot if you're strategic and you make your moves right and you're not living outside of your means. You always live beneath your means comfortably, but not to where you have so much that you that you do feel stuck. That's why I say don't you can't. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that your life doesn't consist in the abundance of things. Woo. You better know him. You better know him because he can make things move for you a lot quicker. 
if you ask and you seek and it's his it's his will so that's that's going into another another kind of conversation but I hope you got something out of my um one of my Oakland stories just about uh hustling and uh environment and it gives you kind of a little sneak peek into my life just to kind of understand my mentality when it comes to presentation and promotion and hustling and um, taking a good uh, and the bad and making something out of it, knowing when to move, uh, putting it in prayer, making sure that you're in the will of the Most High Yah, how even a, a kind of a tough situation can cause a good thing. Remember, me not being able to really breathe that well caused me to quit them dang cigarettes. And I gave you kind of a strategy of how you cut down gradually. Some people call turkey it. But, you know, there's there's a whole lot of wisdom in what I'm telling you all. And I hope that you take a piece out of it and apply it where you need it. So um, that's pretty much the episode today. Uh, again, you can always chime in. Love to hear from y'all. Uh, just go to thisisqueen.com and click on podcast and you'll see the message there. Don't be shy. <laughs> you can say what's up, queen, or just, you know, your thoughts on the podcast. You can also listen to it on your favorite uh, platforms too, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that podcasts are played and streamed. And don't forget about that Give Thanks new summer song for for my people is uh, is out there in the world now. And I'm so, so happy about it. Like I said, I'll share when the interview is so you guys can tune in and and kick it uh, with me over on Wony Radio. Um, shout out to Craig over there. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. You know, I'll be back uh, in a day or so with a, another update or if y'all put something else on my heart to share with you. But um, hope you're enjoying these episodes and this is Queen Podcast. Share it with a friend if you are. And uh, let's get some more listeners here. And man, I just... Uh, Praise the Most High for a community of people who know what time it is, right? Who are all w- walking in the same direction. And that's another another episode too, um, because you have to know who you're walking with. You can't just have anybody around you. That's a whole other thing, but it's just making me think that I need to do an episode on that. You can't just be walking with everybody. Everybody ain't for you. And you have to know that you have to be able to discern right? Because just because they got a smile and they this and that, that don't mean that they really for you. They could be envious as a mug. So you, you got to be able to discern that. Maybe I'll do that next. Y'all remind me to do that next and then we can do that next. But I love you guys, man. Have a good day. Have a beautiful day. Keep praise on your lips and uh, keep your head up and your shoulders back. And thank you so much for supporting my ministry and uh, everything that you guys do for Open Writers as well. And y'all going to bless you. He going to keep blessing you. You just watch. Shalom for now. Mm -hmm.